today we have a crossover episode of King's Pulse and Return of the Roar. My name's Brendan. We got Chris and Frankie on here right after the Clippers game. It's the back-to-back. They also just played the Lakers as well. Start with Chris. How you feeling, man? Great. Uh, we definitely need to think of a name for like an LA to LA or like back-to-back LA games or something like that. Like there needs to be like a, I guess we didn't do like Lakers versus clip like Lakers and Clippers and Staples, whatever. Hi, I'm doing good. Could it be like the freeway? Do you take like the no, five? Do the 101, huh? It's the five. Yeah, I hate the, yeah. the five. Do people call it? So do you guys call it the five or just no. five? Because I think that calling it the is a Southern California thing. I think up here That's in North California, we have to. We have to just say five because wait, give give me use it in a sentence here, Frankie, for me. Like I'm I'm going to take five to go yeah, down, downtown. I'm taking five. I'm taking ninety-nine. But some take five. You say the five. Yeah, for sure. You're from the Bay Area, though. Yeah. Is that what they say in the Bay Area? I've never thought about in it. Frisco. Probably. It must be in Frisco. Okay. I have <laughs> friends around here and, and everyone says five and only one of them says the five, but the guy thinks he's literally a SoCal surfer dude, even though he's never been to SoCal. Mm. So mm. just want to clarify. Uh, so I'm a, know, I'm a SoCal guy. They just played the Lakers back to back. Frank, he's like, <laughs> saw, saw, SoCal dude. guy yeah. Brendan over here. Saw, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. So I think the plan. On that note, yeah, no, 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 that's that note, a smooth transition. Here. Yeah, by the way, I take the 101 every chance I get. Well, coming from the Bay Area to SoCal, you could actually take the 101. From it's here, beautiful. you have to take the five. It's beautiful. Yeah, you either take five or 99 to LA. They're both relatively same distance. Yeah. So is it like the five back to back or something? Yeah. The, the, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we can call it I don't that. Know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail us. No, it's 11 15. You know what? No, a, this is better than talking about the team, though. <laughs> it's 11 at this it's point. 11 15. It's 11 15 p.m. And we're 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 trying to figure this out. The Kings got their asses kicked last night. Tonight they have a win. I can't think of any puns for that, but here we are. Kings win. They yeah. tried to lose tonight for a minute. I really thought it was gonna happen. That come that late fourth quarter, I was I was concerned. I was like, here it comes again. Are you guys really about to do this back to back nights like the same exact way? And uh, what 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 would have happened even if that if the Kings were to lose tonight? I think that the fan following last night, what Lakers chance breaking out at Golden One Center? I don't know if the Kings blowing a fourth quarter lead tonight would have eclipsed that type of loss because last night just getting ransacked in the third and then the arena of just turning into staples center north was as bad as it gets yeah. granted tonight would have been bad but didn't happen it was really funny that like all the people that came out in the press conference players and in gentry were like asked about the let's go lakers chance i was like wow we're really just going to talk about this huh <laughs> Um, I've never seen anything like that. Chris and I were, were just looking at each other like I, I do not remember seeing anything like that in yeah. I've been working there five years. And I've heard you heard the Let's Go Lakers chance, but they're usually immediately sure. met with Sacramento. And last night it was yeah. just nothing. The arena yeah. tried to drown it out with with the PA sounds and, and the sound effects just did not work. You, I think you guys were at the game. Um, I was not. And when those chants started to get loud, I think during some free throws at the end, um, they did one of those commercials in the middle of the game on the broadcast, which, you know, very ironic timing. Those, I guess are, we'll say. those are tough, by the way. Those are tough. Yeah. 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 I hate like, those. Yeah. It's tough. They, yeah. Throw them up when Fox is up there. That way you don't watch any misses, which <laughs> you know, which one's just, the worst. The around. one that like plays that dramatic sound. I think it's the Cal Hope one. They like play a sound and it's like very like, uh, sounds Jarring. like a new episode of like CSI or something. Yeah, yeah. Want to find out about? Well, it's, a, well, it's yeah. a cry. It's a crime scene every night at Golden One Center. So, <laughs> but yeah, but then, I but think then they it, pick it up at Staples. They've won two games at Staples. They've yeah. won three games at Golden One. <laughs> soon, soon to be the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Crypt Arena. Soon yeah, to be the Crypt. Snoop is. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I I think the thing that really stands out. I mean, they just blew that lead in LA. And I guess the, everybody's response is to um, the let's go Lakers chance. Like, you know, you heard Gentry apologize to the fan base. Like first thing when he sat down was like, 
I feel like I should apologize to the fan base that they deserve better than this. Yeah. He said it at the end of it too. Mm -hmm. um, Which I I like that. That's the approach rather than like, and then, you know, Fox said something along the lines of like, if we were, if we were winning, we wouldn't have heard it. Um, Which I think is kind of like to what Frankie was saying, right? Like I've heard it a little bit before, but then it gets met with Sacramento chance. And it's like last night, there was no way, if a Sacramento fan is sitting behind a Lakers fan doing that chant and starts to do it, he's going to be like, bro, like, what are you, you have no right to be talking right now. Um, so nothing to be proud about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think like people were, I mean, there's reason to be worried that they were going to blow this game to the Clippers, What they were up 25 and they put up, uh, yeah, 33 in the second, 37 in the third, and then only 25 to the Clippers 39 in the fourth quarter. I did like, yeah, I don't know. It did get pretty close. I guess I, I was going to say I wasn't all too worried, but for a second there, I really it was like a seven point game at one point. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it, it, it just never. The Kings, we've talked about it before. I think us three have talked about it together. How they just kind of get out of control and get lost in the closing sequences of games. How they just look like a chicken running around with their heads cut off. And I didn't get that sense in the fourth quarter tonight. I think the Clippers were just really, really catching fire and hitting a lot of good open looks. They just kind of, their offense kind of started clicking there late. Um, that could be a little poor defense on the Kings end, but uh, I mean, I think the Kings scored 25 and the Clippers scored 30. I don't think we're looking at it as such a, a horrible quarter. Just Clippers caught fire a little bit at the end there. And, and, and the Kings didn't, they didn't score. What was the la- uh, last game? Was it last time they scored 12 or that was against Philly. They scored 12 in the third or fourth. Uh, yeah. We're looking at one of those situations. How dare you? It was 18 in the fourth against the Lakers. 18 in the How fourth against the Lakers. It was 12, it was 12 oh. against the 76ers. Oh, yeah, and then 15 uh, in the third against the Lakers, too, actually. Yeah, so we're not looking at one of those situations. The Clippers got hot. Uh, the Kings did have some composure late. De'Aaron Fox hitting some free throws late. That was great. Uh, so, no, I never got too worried, but you would like it to, to be a laugher sometimes. I'd love it to just be a 27-point lead and watch – Jamias Ramsey come in and just chuck a bunch of threes. You know, it'd be great, but that's never the case. I just need Keita to get some minutes. That way these Portuguese yeah. listeners come flooding in. <laughs> he, hasn't even, he hasn't even debuted yet, right? We just need He's a five-minute no. segment. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, just let me get enough to do, like, a film yeah. breakdown on his two yeah. rebounds. And when and he ran the floor so well, that look it at this made outlet 20,000 <laughs> Like if he didn't run the floor, Lewis King does not hit this open three. I swear this is all because of Keita. Hundred thousand views. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Actually, have you noticed the difference in like oh, yeah. uh, James Ham's tweets? I'm like, oh, bro, yeah. you better put Namias Keita's full name, Namiesh. James Keita's knows what he's full doing. Name. Absolutely, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows it, and I I applaud it. But that his. Namias has a great backing, man. And those guys are passionate. And if he does ever make it to the NBA, whew, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be some pomp and circumstance. So yeah. hopefully see it soon. He's got something. He's maybe got something. He he's beasting down there in G League. He's he's putting up some they're not laughing, they're not laughing numbers there. They're they're real numbers. Yeah. Gentry I've got nothing that. to say about G League numbers anymore, but I, I'm that's probably fair. <laughs> Gentry I, also I, I, said that that Lakers game, my bad. No, you're good. The, the, he said the first half of that Lakers game, he thought was some of the best basketball that they played. And they were playing really well. I think I could be overstating it a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Lakers have not been good this year. Like the Lakers have been bad. Um, and by the way, that Lakers game was without LeBron for anybody unaware, as if that doesn't make it that much worse. Um but yeah, I mean, then they come out against the Clippers and there's no Harrison Barnes, right foot sprain. Bagley has an illness, Mo Harkless, uh, non-COVID related illness, by the way, for Bagley. And then Harkless has a has left knee soreness. Um, Gentry said all of those guys pretty much are day to day. And then the Clippers don't have Batum, PG, or uh, Jason Preston, or Kawhi, obviously. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a game that like coming into the Kings absolutely should win, especially after these last few games of like, you know, we know the opposition is going to come out with some energy and then they still get, I think the wording we've heard a lot is like something along the lines of punched in the mouth and then they can't respond. And so at very least, like, did, did you think going into this one that we were going to actually finally see good energy from the team? No, I mean, I, 
at this point, I, I really you can't expect anything from this team. I mean, I think that's that's going to be the identity of what the year is. It's just on a night to night basis, you're not going to know which team's going to show up. I mean, even for three quarters today, I mean, uh, I think I was thinking it was the best basketball I'd seen them play all year today was was the first three uh, quarters against the Clippers. And then, you know, it, it kind of fell apart there in the fourth quarter. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like the team is is they're figuring it out. Um, yeah, I mean, you hope you hope that they come out and look the way they did. I mean, I think we all hope they come out and they look like a like they care, which I think we could all agree that I think a trend lately has been it just looks like the, the team's completely disengaged. Uh, last night was a complete, utter disaster. Uh, I know we talked about the, the Philly game, how bad that game was at the end. But last night, third quarter to fourth quarter was just, it was, I, I, I only heard Lakers fans cheering and Scott Moak announcing Laker names like Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monk. I didn't hear anything else. And I believe they went on what a forty to eight run. I I, I think yeah, yeah, forty to eight. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's something that you all you could hope for is the Kings to come out and in over the first three quarters do exactly what they did tonight, which in my mind was good basketball. As good as we've seen them play basketball this year, the first three quarters tonight. Uh, does the fourth quarter ruin that? I won't necessarily say it ruins that. I think it's good to, to see the Kings put together a good win. Uh, or even a good a collection of three quarters, even if they the fourth quarter wasn't as as pretty as the first three, and even though that they were playing Clippers team without Paul George, and hey, the Kings are missing Harrison Barnes, Mo Harkless, and Marvin Bagley. Are those guys all total difference makers like Paul George? No, I think you can make an argument that Harrison Barnes has has really been a, a pretty significant absence for this team. I think he really could have helped the team out over the past couple of games, but. It's crazy to look at the Kings' schedule and see they've won three of five. I don't know how the hell oh, wow. that is a thing, but they've yeah. won three of the last five games. Oh, that's yeah. Alvin Gentry's record is three and two. The the puke game, the puke game. The Kings are the Kings have winning record since. So, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me how they've been playing winning basketball over a five game stretch. But we hypothetically could be looking at a win on Saturday, and <laughs> they're four and two over the last six so that's wild whoa yeah that's that's crazy perspective but it's it's so hard because like it's so ridiculously up and down with this team like Mm -hmm. the win has a little bit of an asterisk of like you got pretty scared probably at the end i mean i I don't think the fourth quarter really takes anything away from it like i think teams are always going to come back to an extent maybe not always but i kind of expect it it was too much but they still like I don't know. It was a little too close for comfort, but not yeah. far enough, if that makes sense. Um, like, like this was a good showing. Also, a well, really poor the, Clippers the team. The thing is, it also would have been three games in a row where you lose to a team that doesn't have their star. I mean, it would have been the Memphis game without Jaw. It would have been uh, the Laker game without LeBron. And then tonight without Paul George. And, like, again, like, those are probably three teams that – at full strength, the Kings are going to very much struggle to beat. If they're going to be down in any way, like you have to take advantage of some of those games. Again, like this is still still with the the thought that you're you're going to try and be a, a playing team, which you know who knows that that the status of where we're gonna where we're gonna go towards the end of the season is kind of teetering on. I think the next couple weeks and how they perform before the deadline. I don't know if we want to get into that whole yeah mess, i but. mean it it just goes without well i guess it goes with saying that you look at the upcoming schedule and again it doesn't matter who the opponents are i just think you could look at the the upcoming schedule of of the clippers again orlando charlotte cleveland toronto uh, and you can look at those games and say hey that's a lot better than the previous stretch which was against mm-hmm. portland the lakers memphis the lakers and but again, it doesn't matter with this Kings team. They they've shown us problem, that yeah. they'll lose against a Memphis team without Ja Morant, especially a, a Memphis team that lost by thirty without Ja uh, against against Atlanta. They'll lose to LeBron by in the Lakers by thirty, and then they'll yeah, it just they'll beat a fully healthy Portland team. They just make no sense. At, at first, after that Memphis game. Um, when like I went to shoot around, you know, like Ty or even pregame Gentry was kind of like talking a lot about how much 
you know, they just played a triple overtime two nights ago. They had to travel from LA to Memphis and had one day in between. And I was like, you know, I probably wasn't accounting enough for like, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know. My whole thing was that like, this isn't the first time we've seen this horrible effort. So it doesn't feel like this is an outlier, even though maybe that had something to do with it. And I like felt bad. I like wrote something about it, I guess. Like, you know, Gentry said that they were going to, Memphis was going to come out with energy, even though jaw was um, missing because they lost like 30 the game before at home. So he was like, Memphis is going to come out with a lot of energy and Gentry knew it. I'm sure he told the players and then they didn't match it at all. I like felt bad because those circumstances and then what they did against the Lakers. I was like, nah, that was, this was deserved because it wasn't the first time we've seen that. Um, And it wasn't the last either, sadly. But then I think the thing that stands out to me a lot, like is just, how much of a difference it makes like if this team is just hitting their shots or not from beyond the arc which sounds stupid um and i'm gonna dive into the numbers like a little bit more later tonight but because every team is gonna have a big difference on if they're missing or hitting their threes right but it feels like the kings have so much variance night tonight and i just don't think that they have that many good shooters like i think that's the reason here is we have buddy halliburton and barnes and halliburton and barnes have really lowered their their attempts per game buddy um is really streaky he was actually oh only oh of three from downtown in this clippers game but the whole team 15 of 38 from three in this clippers game 39 percent from three and then you look at the lakers game before this they managed 20 percent from three six of 29 the kings the game before that in memphis 21 percent from three nine of 42 and it's just the guys like Chemezi Metu in the Memphis game, 0 of 6 from 3. In, in the Lakers game, he's 0 of 1 from 3. In the Clippers game, he goes 2 of 6. Terrence Davis in Memphis, 2 of 5 from 3. In against the Lakers, he goes 0 of 4 from 3. And then in this Clippers game, he goes 5 of 9. And there's a couple guys like this. Like I think Davion falls under this as well. I'll go through his throughout these last three real quick. Also, Davion in Memphis, 1 of 5 from 3. In the Lakers game, two of eight. And then in this Clippers game, he goes three of four. Like, do you think that the Kings are affected more by just simply like making or missing shots than other teams? Definitely. Uh, and me and Frankie talked about it all the time during the offseason. And it's because they don't, they just don't have shooters. Like, Buddy Heald is their, the reason why he takes so many threes is because he's really the only person on the team uh, who will shoot them. Uh, there was a while where Harrison Barnes was uh, was taking five or so a game, but um, the guys who are taking threes now just aren't good shooters. Chemezi Metu is not a good three-point shooter. Davion Mitchell, like you said, is not a three good three-point shooter. So they're missing the threes. Um, it's just they're for I don't know if they're being told by Alvin Gentry like we we just need to play the numbers game and on nights where we hit them like we'll play well, but. Um, it's it's the reason why they're not shooting well is is because they're not having good shooters take them. Yeah, um, I'm not sure why they're continuing to take so many. I mean, you're saying you know, we said live and die by the by the three. It's something that's kind of become a trend. Uh, maybe they're hoping they can kind of run into a night like tonight where Davion Mitchell scores 20 points and and knocks down his shots. Buddy Heald again, I think he scored nine points over the last two games. And I think he's only hit one three over the last two games, which is super rare from buddy i don't know what stretch in his career he's gone two games with one three can't imagine there's many two game sample sizes with that but um you you aren't gonna win a lot of basketball games if you're just hoping your team runs into a night like tonight if you hope that your chemezi metus the Aaron fox even knocked down two of his four shots uh, from three-point range tonight these guys that usually don't connect uh even terrence davis who's been horrible this season finally breaks through tonight best game of the season is that something you can expect every single night i i do not think so i don't think we can expect five of nine from three-point range from from terrence davis on a regular basis so um the kings are obviously gonna need their guys to come back and get healthy they're gonna need hb back who's a top three shooter on the team they're gonna need tyrese halberton to take more shots he didn't have a great night from three-point range tonight but we know what he can do from beyond the arc we saw it last year we know we can do it Buddy Heald, not sure what's going on with him right now. Got to break out of that. But the Kings cannot hope that the Chemezi Metus, the Terrence Davises, 
uh, Davion Mitchell, these guys are not going to be 50, 40% three point shooters on, on a nightly basis. Yeah. It's like, how inconsistent are they going to be? Like, I don't know if you can get them to 35, like Terrence Davis has shown he can be a better shooter, but he also has been kind of streaky even in Toronto. Um, he's still really young when it comes to like basketball experience. Um, yeah, Metu is so confident. Yeah. And it, it's got to be, I mean, I don't, I feel weird like speculating too much, but it feels like it's got to be coached. Like, I feel like Gentry is saying that like we have to, if they're, they have to respect you, that they have, you have to get these shots up. And that feels like how it is with a handful of these dudes. It, I feel like Tremezzi's always been that way. <laughs> I, I, ever since he stepped on the floor, Tremezzi Metu has been ready to sling that thing. Um, I don't know if he's been coached that. I kind of think it's just a mentality thing of like, I mean, a lot of the time people complain that, you know, you come in and, you know, you don't really make that much of an impact because you're just kind of trying to work within the flow of things and you don't really look for your own game. And Chemezi is definitely implementing his game into, you know, he, he's making sure that his presence is known every game for, for better or worse. And uh, I think recently he's actually played a lot better. Um, you know, he, he's been able to at least put up points and give you something there. Um, and he's been putting up double digit rebounds a couple nights. Um, but I, as a three point shooter, like, I don't know. I, I feel like he's, he feels to me like a 32 to 35%, maybe at best three point shooter. And uh, Terrence Davis with how streaky he is, maybe like a 36, 37. Um, I don't know. And then like Davion too, like he's kind of in college. He, he, shot from 42 last I think 42 percent last year from three but that's a closer three-point shot and um you know we haven't really seen him he's not he's just not going to get that kind of opportunity that he got in, at Baylor either and he, and he was bad from three before that he had a yeah. bad free throw percentage it yeah. was there was definitely questions of like how good of a three-point shooter is this guy yeah. the 40 percent season his his last season at college was kind of an outlier for sure that from what we've seen. Also, just a little note on Chemezi Metu, his deal for this season became fully guaranteed today. So yeah. mm. he's in it for the long haul. And I kind of agree with what you're saying, though, Brendan. It does – with both of you, actually, Chris, I know that he has been a guy since he came on the bench last year. He was ready to sling it at all times. But yeah. with the coaching aspect, when you see Chemezi take a, a shot, and Chris and I looked at each other at the game last night and we just kind of gave that look like, what the hell is he doing with the turnaround, the post, the fadeaways. Um, I think that Alvin Gentry is a huge, he's very, very apt to, to quickly hook guys because Buddy Heald made a boneheaded move and, and Gentry took him out within like, just like that, like Buddy was out. And when you see Metu take these shots and he's playing through, he's playing through these minutes. He's taking more shots. He's not shying away from anything. So it does make me think a little bit that they're saying you have the ability to knock down these shots, which don't always look like they're great uh, when they're happening in in real speed. Pretty scary at times, honestly. But again, Metu's been playing great. Not great. Let me rephrase that. He's been playing better. And having a double-double last night and then 13-6 and six tonight in the starting lineup, 5 of 12, from the, that's pretty much, I think, what mm-hmm. – that's like tapped his potential is right there right now. I think that's the most you can expect from him. Um, the defense is just not really a factor. That's kind of the Achilles heel. Anthony Davis was just completely feasting on him last night. Uh, even Dwight Howard was in the paint, kind of giving everyone hell. It looked like 2008 in there. So um Mezzi's doing the best he can on the starting lineup, but we, we miss HP. Yeah. And I feel like the reason why Mezzi's getting like such a, a long leash is because it seems like, I mean, Alvin's clearly emphasizing pace so much. And I don't think Tristan Thompson's played since Gentry's since Gentry's taken over. I don't think he has either. He, he, did play, he did play a little bit. He played uh, at the beginning. Memphis. I want to say he played uh, he Memphis play. and then also the Portland game. Um, oh, the, yeah, that's right. He did play and, really And the well. other LA game, actually. It hasn't been he hasn't as played much, the last. Though. He hasn't played yeah. the last two, though. Yeah, it hasn't yep. been as much. Maybe that's what it is. Um but uh, I just think it had, has a lot to do with the fact that he likes, um, you know, the ability of Chemezi to run the floor. And um, it's, it's interesting to me also. I mean, I don't not every Kings conversation needs to always revert back to Marvin Bagley, but he hasn't gotten any run either the past couple games. 
Um, it's just it's in- interesting how Alvin's deciding to who he's deciding to play and who he's like you're saying, Frank, like who he decides to have a quick hook with. Um, it, it's I'm I guess we're still just six games in, so still trying to figure it out. But yeah, Marv's um Marv's sick right now, but he yeah. I, I do wonder if he would play anyways. Yeah. I think I think that as well as Marvin was playing, it just didn't. I don't think it was a we're throwing him into the heart of the rotation. Yeah, well, exactly. Because I think Alvin even said that, like, just because Marvin played well today doesn't necessarily mean that he's part of the rotation. He seemed hesitant with Marvin yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like no Barnes, Bagley or Harkless. It's like, who, who else, else do you throw? Like Lewis King has played and he's played. All right. He's like, okay. In the first yeah. quarter the other day. <laughs> yeah. He, he's um, okay. Before we like move on from the shooting variance thing, I I want to I, I pulled a couple quotes from audio clips from the post game um, after this Clippers one that I want to run by here for the listeners and kind of get your guys' reactions to this too. Uh, here's Alvin Gentry first. Well, the the spacing is really important. I mean, obviously uh, it allows Foxy a chance to operate and a uh, chance to get the ball to the basket. Uh, we, we just have to continue to work on it. I think, I think we're evolving and, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've got to step in and shoot it with confidence. Uh, but, uh, those shots are going to be available and we practice them every day and the guys practice them at the, uh, practice. And, uh, you know, we have Kings 100 where we shoot a hundred three pointers almost, you know, a couple of times a week, you know, every guy on the team. So, uh, we put in the work and, and I, I think, you know, you're going to see improvement in that area. Kind of sounds like he's he says shooting with confidence, right? I mean, he says everyone. I don't know what everyone means. Alex Len is seems like he's pump faking from three a couple of times, but uh, I'm more I'm more inclined to watching Alex Len take three point attempts than a lot of these guys we've been seeing. Honestly, I mean, he's got to be shooting. What is he shooting from three point range? He's knocking like three of five this season, <laughs> I think. So I'm all for it, Gentry. You encourage that man to keep shooting. Yeah, I don't think Buddy Heald needs any more clearance to to shoot more threes either. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if, if uh, they're leaving practice, do you even have to be like, yo, buddy, did you get up a hundred of them? Yeah. Like, you know, I got no way you have to ask. Yeah. He's like, yeah. how dare you, coach? I got <laughs> 500. Yeah. Before I got to practice. Right. Right. By the way, buddy also only made one three in that Memphis game. He's made two threes in the last three games, which is insane. I don't, I don't know if that's ever happened in his career before. We'd have to like do a, a deep dive and see if that's actually happened. But I would imagine that's I'd imagine that's not happened in his entire NBA career over a three game a three game sample size. Yeah. So but or by the way, did you guys see the uh sorry, did you guys see the uh post uh I forget which post game it was, but Gender was asked like his opinion on Buddy. And that's like a very vague way to put it. He's like, I drafted him. Like so yeah. I yeah. know. And I loved all the people pointing out like Oh, well, he also traded him, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a fair point. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he did draft him. He did draft yeah. him, but yeah. yeah. Brendan, how do you feel about the fact that, I mean, like Gentry just said, that he's very much encouraging them all to shoot. And, you know, like, like I said, I mean, there's, there's not really much uh, shooting on the t- shooting ability on the team. I mean, do you think that it's, it's best to just kind of play the numbers or? I just don't know that like they have a choice. Like, what else do you do? Like, yeah, they Fox can't play defense. To... They've tried to have a defensive identity that didn't work. So, right. keeping the score low isn't beneficial for them because they need as many opportunities themselves to score. Uh, because we've seen that they're, yeah, they've been. There's been games where the Indiana game where where it's I think ninety five to ninety three, and it's like they they just can't they don't have shot makers like they don't really have shot creators either but um yeah i just think you have i just think you have to like fox has to be able to get downhill and tyrese has to be able to like work in the pick and roll kind of get into the paint yeah i mean i think that clippers were going under like all of their screens tonight the memphis game there was a zone being ran nobody could hit shots like I think that's why like we see so much variance here is like they just have not good three-point shooters that have to be able to pull it though like if you don't have spacing in today's league you're you're screwed like Rashawn's not shooting it like he's not even getting to the push shot all that often or at least like it was like extended from free throw line last year which like 
wasn't three-point shooting spacing, but was still decent spacing for the guy he was playing the two-man game with. But now it's like if Tyrese or Fox is driving and Metu's the one in the corner, his guy's like really helping off of Fox. Um, I think, was it Ibaka guarding Metu at the beginning of this game? And it's like yeah. he wasn't even, he didn't care to even close out on Metu sometimes. So it's like, if you're trying to keep guys like Ibaka or like Jaron Jackson away from these other guards, like I think they have to. Like, I don't know. This is where HB's missed so much, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of just comes back to roster construction and, and missing Barnes. And I think Bagley is a guy that like is really interests me as a three point shooter. I think that he could find a decent spot as like the backup big on this team. Um, yeah, the but shot looks yeah. good. The shot, Marvin Bagley's shot, the the form does not look bad to my eye. And I'm not a NBA shot doctor by any means, but just from the eye test, it looks good when it goes up. And I think he, he was shooting the three ball at a decent clip when he was playing. I could look right now, but I think he um, had 36% from the corners last year. Like his corner threes yeah, are pretty decent. He's a, he was a big corner guy. He's always been kind of a big corner guy. And he granted the big shot he hit this year was in the corner. So if he wants to make his living out of corner threes, that's, that's fine by me. Um, but yeah, he was two or three against Portland. One of he is only one against the Lakers and he missed one against Memphis. So in those kind of, when he was in the core, quote unquote, core of the rotation. Yeah. He, he was shooting around 35, 40%. So then he's sick and we'll see what happens when he comes back. He, he might not even be in the rotation when he comes back because the Kings could get more Harkless back on, on Saturday. I know that they have a week, a week between they have a week that's going to go by before they play another, they play two games. So there's plenty of time for HB to heal. If he does not play on Saturday, but we could not be seeing much more Marvin anyways. So which they've played a stupid amount of games with yeah. like one day break or back to backs. Yep. They get two days and they get, I think four, three or four days, but I know that a week from today is when they play, um, they, get, they get two days before LA and then they have three days before Orlando. they play in Orlando. Yeah. So that's great yeah. for the team to rest up. I know Fox was shaking his hand. Rashawn's gotten beat to hell over the last two nights. Uh, so that's <laughs> hopefully they can pick up a couple wins and, and get into a break because they need these guys. If they do want to turn things around, they need Harrison Barnes. Mo Harkless's depth. Uh, it, Harkless is I, another guy like the ones yeah. that like we mentioned earlier where it's like streaky shooting. And he was confident shooting earlier too. He used to be a shooter, I think. To, to my knowledge, in Portland, I think he was a guy that could knock down threes. I, I recall him as a 3 and D guy. And he just has not been that in Sacramento. And he's tried to be that. He The confidence has been there. Uh, in Portland, over like a roll, it's a roll of the dice each year. Like, is yeah. he going to be a shooter this year or not? <laughs> Yeah, he shot 41% from three-point range in 2017-18, 35%. I mean, it, he was a decent shooter for a couple of years. And then since 2019, it's been just 20% just down the board. So I'm not sure how that happens, but he's going to keep letting him fly, I'm sure, once he's back in the lineup. Yeah. I have two more uh, post-game quotes here that we can kind of just like sprinkle in as we go throughout this one. Uh, Chris, do I go Davion or Tyrese? Go your best. This buddy. isn't a trick question. My best, best buddy. buddy. All right, Davion, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you guys have seen it this year. I don't know what the stat is, but when we shoot over a certain percent from three, um, feels like we win more games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, the ball goes in more. You're going to win more games. Um, so, you know, but we can't we can't rely on that. You know, for the end result of basketball games, we got to be uh, we got to be better defensively. And you know, when we get stops and we're able to, when we get stops, we're able to play in transition, get out and run, uh, and you get some easy ones. And you see the ball go through the hoop, and a couple guys get going. That's just going to get everybody else going. It's kind of it just everybody feeds off that. So um, you know, it, it goes both ways, and it gets to the point where you know you score enough points to win. You know, whatever we scored tonight, I don't know the exact score, but when you score that, you need to win those games. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, we you know we had ninety. 92, I think it's hard to win a game when you score 92 points. Like you got to be better on that side of the floor. So, um, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. Anybody unaware that was Tyrese, not Davion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's interesting. What he said, the last thing he said about, uh, even bringing up the Laker game that they didn't play good offense because in the first half they did play good offense. Um, and I, I'm not sure if it was after the Laker game or a game before that, where Alvin mentioned that 
he said that their defense was the reason why their offense was so bad, or it might have been vice versa. But uh, yeah, he said it a couple times that it's like we just have to get in transition. Yeah, where it's like you're going to be a bad defensive team and you're bad in the half court offense. Like, what are you good at? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, and that <laughs> that really brings. I told Frank this the other day. We've been texting a lot recently, just about just everything just chaotic. about just very upset texting yeah, yeah. it's about but, is it the five or just five yeah five, just five. endless five the five um but i told him the other day like i don't want to talk about this team anymore unless it's about how do we fix it like i can't talk like i'm i'm honestly shocked it's been 35 minutes in and i have not just been like i don't care about the day-to-day of this team I really just don't like it doesn't matter. This this core has reached its cap. We know like at its best, they're struggling to be a play in team. Maybe if even at the beginning of the season, when we were at our highest hopes, we were hoping for 500. That's not good enough. At some point, something needs to change. Like, what is that change that happens? And like, it's the conversation of how that like the delicate dance that that is, is like, it's just infuriating when you really start to think about the levels of like, yeah, when we, if we need to move, like if we need to get better, we obviously need to trade buddy healed, uh, throw in whoever you want. Let's just say we trade buddy. We then have no shooting. We have nobody who is here (laughs) to be a shooter. So then the person who we're trading for needs to be a shooter at least and have whatever skill that we still need to lift us up to the promised land. Like, it's just, we're, I don't know. We just, yeah, well, it's, it goes always. You, you trade yeah. Harrison Barnes, you trade, trade best, Harrison Barnes. The that's best the most and only, yeah. the best and only wing on your team, who is arguably the second or third best player on the team when he's, when he's on. Uh, that's why all over social media, I've been saying that too. And we were talking, how do you fix, how do you fix it? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be fixed this year. It might take another t- another teardown to fix it. I don't it think it was an easy though, fix. Like, yeah, it's Mc- got to be. is going to get so much shit if he doesn't do something at the deadline. Yeah, and I, I just unless the team turns it around, it's hard to know what move he could make. And this is why people that get paid a lot more money than I do make these decisions because they hopefully will find a way. And if they don't, they'll be out of a job. Uh, but they need to find a way, Monty in the front office, to fix it this season. Otherwise, I don't see how Monty McNair is back next season. I mean, I don't. I just don't see how they can roll roll it back with the same crew. Um, and maybe that's premature. I think that I don't think I'm alone in that thought process, though. As far as if the Kings, we've definitely heard that win 29 games this yeah. year. I just don't think they're they're going to roll back the same. Everyone's going to well, come and back. And it goes it goes with all the shooting that we're talking about. Like the reason that this is all an issue is the roster construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, it, that can be Mon- directly to Monty McNair. Yeah, we we talked about it already. There's so many returning cast members from the Vladi Divots tenure. There's so many returning guys. And I, what's Monty's biggest move as a general manager so far? Trading Delon Wright for Tristan Thompson, as far as the trade goes, non draft, non draft move. Mm-hmm. I hate you for Pro- that question. That's a yeah. I know. Well, we all know. We all know. Well, there's the, there's not that many moves. There's like That's what I mean, six yeah. different years. transactions that you can pick from. It's been a, it's been a year and change, like a year and three yeah. months. So, uh, yeah. A year and three months, and I think the biggest. It's move- probably the Hassan Whiteside signing, or the Hassan Whiteside non-re-signing. Yeah, yeah. Just Hassan Whiteside and Glenn Robinson. I really thought yeah. they were turning this franchise around. Yeah. It's like well. Hassan White said he played here. Thanks a lot. See you later. I remember yeah. there was rumors coming out of the deadline last year too that the Lakers really wanted him, and then the deadline passed, and I was just thinking, why is he still on this team? Like they didn't buy him out, not they didn't release him. He just stayed on the team till yeah. the very end. Went down the, with the ship. The year before, we heard a bunch of like DeAndre Jordan talk in the offseason. DeAndre Jordan, by the way, in that triple overtime where he started for the Lakers, I think he played four minutes. Um, I hope I don't have that wrong, but he it was triple overtime. Yeah, four minutes, four minutes and twenty two seconds. Legend starter in a triple overtime game, which is certainly something. Legend but yeah, I mean, I think it like comes back to this because we're talking about the inconsistency in shooting and how much his team relies on that. 
because of the roster construction, the guys that we pointed to, you know, Davion, Terrence Davis, Mo Harkless, um, Fox, and Chemezi, Chemezi, everybody really. I mean, Rashawn Holmes. I mean, Rashawn Holmes isn't a stretch at all. Yeah, I think Rashawn Rashawn, Thompson don't shoot. I think. I mean, not everyone needs to be a shooter on your roster, but like, well, who who have somebody? You gotta have people who can rely on. Rashawn and HB are probably the only two guys where I I would say I can expect 65, 70% from Rashawn and I can expect 48 to 50% from HB every night, every night. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, Tyrese was that guy last year. And now it's kind of, he's kind of a mixed bag because he's, he's, he's passing up open looks and and kind of working himself into more forced looks, which I think he's trying to work on that. Obviously that's something that could change, but um, there's not with, with HB, it's just like, I'm with you with the percentage, but it's like, how many shots are we getting each night? You know, like beginning of the year, he was getting up. And I was like, man, this guy can average 20 this year because Luke's talking about him shooting six threes a game. Um, And I asked Gentry, I'm like, are you thinking the same sort of thing? And he's like, yeah, we need him getting those shots up. I think he mentioned something in the range of eight. And it's just like HB just doesn't get it up sometimes is the issue. He might take eight shots in the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was taking 15, 16, I, I think, over that opening stretch where he looked like an MVP candidate. And then he just completely dropped off and he took seven to nine attempts per game and his scoring dropped off significantly. The Kings play dropped off significantly. Is it all Harrison Barnes' fault? The Kings have been playing worse? No, uh, it's a bunch of things. But like you said, the shooting, if there's no consistency coming from those guys that are are providing the bulk of your of your offense, which is Harrison Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes at this point, I think Rashawn's averaging 15 points per game right now. Uh, these guys are at the top of your the top of your offensive pecking order, and they need to be consistent. And the guys that are above him, above those two, namely De'Aaron Fox, he's been better of of, of late. I think over the last 10 games, he's been a lot better than than, than the primary 10, uh, the prior the prior 10. Uh, but we need that every night. 24 points yeah. tonight. The free throws have been really really improved he's been 85 percent over the last seven games i think he's 36 of 41 um that's a great great stretch of, of, of free throwing from De'Aaron fox so that's something that for sure has improved i think in my eyes uh the free throw shooting 17 of 20 is a team tonight um we've seen a lot of our fair share of games where the kings do not knock down those free throws so i agree shooting as a whole is 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 definitely a huge problem yeah, 37 free throw attempts in that Memphis game that they lost, by the way, somehow. 26 of them made of the 37, which definitely is a factor. Uh, that's 11 points left on the board right there. But so yeah. Um, lost by 16. Yeah. Yeah. Ty- Tyrese mentions, he said, you know, so, I'm not sure what the exact number is, but something of when they shoot well, they win a good percentage of their games. And, you know, he said, like, all teams are going to do that. But I think him pointing that out is kind of points to what we're saying here, like that there's a big variance in that. And um, when they shoot better than 35%, they're five and two. Actually, they're six and two because they're going to account for this Clippers game as well. And then they have nine games where they shot less than 30% from three. Uh, Anybody want to guess how many games they won of those? Zero. Zero. Zero and nine in games they shot less than 30%. A good old goose egg. And I think the fact that they had nine games shooting less than 30% from three says something. Um, you know, I'll have to look into the other teams. There was somebody that tweeted something out a couple of days ago. Um, the Kings had near – they were in yeah. – I'm struggling with my wording here. More than – they had more games shooting less than 30% from three than most teams in the league. Um, and – yeah, um, definitely a lot of variance there for the reasons that we mentioned. The last one I'll get in here is uh, Davion's thoughts also. Anyone who's hitting threes is going to make it difficult to guard. Or if they're hitting a lot of shots, it's going to be difficult to guard. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we know we got to do on the defensive end. Um, we're not always going to hit shots, so we just kind of got to hang our hats on the defensive end or getting stops or things like that, doing the little plays just to win the game. We can't really just hang our hats on making shots just to win a game because some nights we're not going to make shots and we still got to come out and, and do the, the little things and win that game. And this is what we're talking about. Like, when he's right, but they don't do that. I mean, yeah, that's the most like Davion Mitchell quote. That's like davion mitchell in a nutshell like what he was saying was pretty much just like everyone needs to be like me like sometimes i can't make shots but like i know that i at least need to play defense because there's a chance that 
just because I'm not making shots doesn't mean I won't have some sort of impact on how this game goes. Um, that's, that's it's really funny that that's Davion who's saying that, and it definitely makes sense because that that definitely is his mentality towards the game. But uh, yeah, it would not hurt the Kings if they took a more Davion Mitchell approach to the game uh, because clearly, yeah, it's as as you pointed out with those stats, they're so reliant on them hitting shots as the only way for them to win a, a basketball game. And the reality of the situation is if you want to win 45, you know, that's not a, a realistic goal for this year, but you're going to have to find a lot of different ways to win basketball games. If you want to win a lot of them. And if you only have one way of winning a basketball game, you're just going to win 20 games like that or whatever, 30 games like that. Um, it's just not a reliable source of winning, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Nothing new, though. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about it for 40 minutes now. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that like the whole offense wins games, defense with championships isn't as true as maybe it used to be. Yeah. But I think like the difference is, is that if you're an offensive team, you're going to have off nights. That was yeah, how good, how good of a defensive team were those Warriors teams anyway? Where did they rank? Because I feel like well, they I mean, shy they were pretty damn good if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, but they, they were, were also like if you're gonna like they have two of the best shooters of all time. Yeah. Of all you know time, I mean, like you're an, it, the idea. Like you, you can be consistent on defense. You can bring a consistent defense every single night, but you can't be a good offense every single night. Like sometimes you're just gonna miss shots, and it's like this team can't be consistent on either end because they don't have enough shooters. Well, isn't that why grit and grind didn't work out really? They had all those stoppers and they played such good defense. And then when it turns out you have Tony Allen on the floor, getting a bulk of those minutes in the wing and, and uh, Zebo was stretching the floor. Didn't always work out. Marcus old. I don't think his shot had really all the way developed yet. Um, yeah. I went to the king. Yeah. I, I would love it if the Kings were getting grind, but we're not. See, so. But it terrifies me if this team were to even miraculously make the play in tournament. Like, like we Brendan said, like they're not really good at anything, and especially not situational defense or shot making. And especially in playoff situations and late game situations when you need, you know, when every game matters, like that's that's like the two most important things down the stretch. I mean, when there's six minutes left, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, like, can you guys at the end of the day defend? Can, when things break down, can somebody hit a tough shot? I don't think the Kings have anyone on the roster who can do either of those things. I think they have guys that they hope can do those things, but we haven't seen it on. I mean, it was a surprise to see De'Aaron Fox in that triple overtime game be so clutch, be hit those mid-range shots because it was like, oh yeah, like I forgot that when things are going really well, like you can really be a, a lethal weapon. And and the thing, like it's supposed to be Fox, like you said, but what does Fox need most? Like his best skill is finishing at the basket. He was elite at that last mm -hmm. year. He can get there whenever he wants. Is the idea right? Um, and like, what does he need to, in in order to be able to do that consistently? It's like spacing around him. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of slipping screens on this team too. That's one thing I see a lot is slipping screens. Seen Chimezi slips slip screens. We've seen Marvin do it for years. Uh, Rashawn, buddy, slips a lot of screens. Rashawn, every, every screen. <laughs> Rashawn sets picks. I don't really know many. I mean, in Harrison, but Harrison has not been on the floor. So. Len, it might be the best. Len is the best. Len levels people. That's why him yeah. and he and uh, CJ got into it. Was it a year and a half ago? They got into it that near the end of the or beginning of the the pandemic break. Um, so yeah, I mean, getting Fox more free so we can he can get into those situations that he's so good at. Uh, it has been kind of a difference this year. It's it's something that he definitely could get better looks at, and maybe he will. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The team's got to be able to get out and transition more is, is the idea, I guess. Like they talk about getting stops. They're not very great at it, but sometimes they're able to lock in. I think that's where the consistency is a thing. And Fox talks about like forcing turnovers, which is something like Minnesota is the only team that rebounds or stops opposing offensive rebounds worse than the Kings. But 
it's partially because they're forcing the most turnovers in the league and just super aggressive. And it's like, they just embraced, we're going to be bad at rebounding. We might as well like try to make this other area strength to make up for it. And we just hadn't seen that for the Kings, but this is the first time we've heard, at least that I remember hearing someone talk about it. We're going to try to force more turnovers. So maybe we'll see that happen. And then you don't have these like half court issues that we see so often, but I mean, when, when they're hitting shots, things work and, maybe uh metu or, or mitchell can become consistent like there's there's a way that i think like it still works with spacing like the main thing being halliburton and barnes getting up a whole lot of threes because they're really good shooters mm-hmm. um, yeah like kind of elite really like 40 yeah. percent shooters they'll, they'll i mean need- halliburton needs to get more shots up in general yeah sure they'll need to because again we don't want to hope that that the kings luck into another one of these nights where where Chemezi has, has a good night and Terrence Davis is on fire from three and Davion Mitchell has an outburst because that's not going to happen every night. So um, creating more spacing for the guys that can be those, those guys we're talking about that can be consistent every night, the 40% from three or, or Buddy knocking down his five and Tyrese knocking down his three or six, what have you, from three-point range. Um, and then creating some spacing for the other guys. Davion running into a – if Davion could average – 33, 32% from the three point range. I don't know what he's at right now. Is it probably 25%? Um, just boosting the numbers a little bit, just a, just a little, just a little tiny, tiny bit each game could pay dividends. Yeah. So, in order of three point attempts, Buddy healed 10.2 attempts, 36.8% from three. Wow, 36. That, that, I mean, that's, that's gonna come back. Good. That's gonna come back. I, I've, I have been to. really frustrated with Buddy this year, but. I think more than most people, but frustrated with yeah. Buddy. How could you be frustrated with Buddy? <laughs> uh, 4.9, uh, 10.2 again for Buddy attempts, three point attempts per game. Next highest, 4.9 from Barnes, 39.8%. Uh, after that, Lewis King, 4.7, uh, 28.6%. He's only played three games, but all right in these games. Um, Chemezi Metu, 4.5, three point attempts, 25%. Terrence mm. Davis. Um, 4.4 attempts, 25%. Arf. Darren Fox, 4.4 attempts, 27%. Arf. Mitchell, 4 point, or um, Halliburton, 4.2 attempts, 36.4%. Like, get those up. Let's get that up, yeah. Davion Mitchell, 4.1 attempts, 28%. Like, Arf. you have one, two, three, four, five different guys shooting four threes per game in less than 30%. And it's just super inconsistent. Um and those four guys are shooting more threes than Tyrese Halberton as well. Yep. TD, Davion, De'Aaron, Chemezi, they're all shooting more than Tyrese, who is really a 40% three-point shooter. I, I think for he will be. Um, that's the thing that I was going to bring up too is, is I feel like that's a big problem with the team is that they're just not getting the right guys in the right positions. Like, I mean, the fact that they have Chemezi – I mean, maybe it's that the defenses are, I mean, like to your point, Brendan, like Serge Ibaka today was just like uh, not even concerned with closeouts on Chemezi a couple times. And our team's just allowing, like, is that just what's happening? Or are are the Kings putting their guys in positions that they just shouldn't be in? Yeah. I mean, obviously we're not coaches, so we can't really, really speak to where they're placing people. But Yeah, I mean, I'd probably let Mezzi shoot. Compared to some of these other guys, I'm like, we're gonna find out. Is this an yeah. O of six night or is this a you know four of six night? Whether we like, like it or yeah, not, it's as coming. The, as the other team, I, I would live with that too. If like if Chemezi Metu is gonna hit six of eight threes and we lose that day, like, yeah, we lost that day. We lost it, the lottery that. Day. If I'm like watching film on the Kings and I'm like, so you're telling me if we leave Harkless open, that he'll shoot it with 20 seconds left on the shot clock if he's mm. open from three? <laughs> like, all right, I might leave him open. Yeah. yeah. Like plant like plant the park. Let him shoot. Let him shoot. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. So yeah. So Chime- Chimezi, though, whether we like it or not, he's gonna he's gonna take those six attempts per game. He could be a good shooter. I'm convinced yeah. that he could be. He's I, been really inconsistent. I would guess that like a guy getting first real opportunity like this, there's gotta be some sort of mental thing i would i would think again hey, the, i'm like i'm like speculating but i would the sh- imagine the shooting's inconsistent but the bounce is not the man is a menace and the, the oops against the lakers were electric and then that was pretty much the only highlight of the night but 
Um, yeah, the shots are going to are going to come. I don't know if they're going to fall, but uh, I do think he has the potential to be a, a decent offensive piece uh, in the NBA, a bench piece. Um, he was pretty big for the Kings down the stretch last year, and they were still trying to stay alive in 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 the race for the play-in. Um, and he's played well the last two games. Again, I don't I don't know what his future holds as far as being in the rotation if Harrison. Harkless, there could be a scenario in my mind where Harkless falls out and and they do roll with Mezzi over Harkless, but his defense probably will give him an upper edge uh, on Moe's end. But um, yeah, I definitely think that there's 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 faith. I have faith in in Chimezzi that he can get get it figured out and become a shooter. I hope. I hope so. I really hope so. That's all I got, fellas. Hopefully, they shoot. 40% from three every night. <laughs> if you're listening out there, it's 1210 in the morning. And us, <laughs> oh, three, wow. us, three, are, us three are talking about the Sacramento Kings right now. And uh, just enjoy your day. Who have listened to this. Enjoy your day. There's no Kings basketball today. If you're listening to this and just kind of go on a walk, read a book, watch a show, do anything. And subscribe to the return of the roar podcast and Kings. Hey, oh, there we go. And uh, next game for the Kings at home against these same Clippers. We'll see what the status is with PG-13. I don't know when Batum went into COVID protocol. Maybe he comes back. Um, <sighs> we will see. We will see. And then they get a little break. And I believe it's going to be their first practice since Gentry yeah. has become coach. We'll all get to go to practice together. Get oh, yes. Some, see some uh, see some shooting drills that we've, we've, been t- we've been talking about shooting so much. We'll see what they're doing in practice. I, I need to see 100 Alex Len threes. I, hey, he's 50%. 50% three-point. the same old shooting. It's usually just Marvin. And- don't don't kill Mike. Chris, come on. Come on. Let me believe, bro. <laughs> it's my first one. You right. got to let me believe. They're going to run full fives. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get a jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, Tyrese, I, you're trying to talk about defense. Yeah. Guard me, bro. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder if – it'd be cool if there was a media game. If there was a media game. for I doubt oh, there boy. will be, but – I know I, a couple of people who I debated setting this up before. I know exactly one. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would like there to be a media. It'd be fun. It would I, be I debated fun. setting this up right before COVID started. I also, like, was just getting started, I guess. So I think a couple of people were, like, hesitant to respond to me. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, a couple of people that would def- – that were – open to it for sure dude i'm down i, I would know make it happen. Down. we'll make it happen let's do it we're uh, if you're listening let's let's get that media game yeah around. that's the key though is that it has to be on golden one center oh shit. yeah i didn't even think of this as possible but you're right oh, you guys got some pull yeah i don't know well it is they, they used to do a media game and i don't know if they do it anymore they do it for a lot of sports they do have a media game for baseball they i don't know if they do it for football but oh, I know NBA teams and MLB teams do media games for their press. So I guess I'm headed to the 24 right after this. Just yes. Matt this is spontaneous. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> I want Matt Mad's ankles. I'm going to go to Chimezzi. Kenny. I want Kenny because Kenny seems like he really knows what he's doing. Oh, yes. my God. I'm not gay. Yeah, oh, how, how tall are you, Brandon? You can guard Kenny. Uh, well, maybe not because of my height or anything. But no, I, you I'm him. close enough to six foot that I will claim six foot okay. and deny anything shorter. I'm I'm closer to <laughs> to five five than six one. I think I'm five eight. So I'll guard. Uh, Davion. I don't know. I'll guard. Yeah, I'll guard. I'll guard Davion. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Imagine both. they just throw one of the dudes out there in uh in our media game. They I give us like Woodard and he just whoops us. Yeah. I was, I, I was <laughs> gonna say I, I guard James. I think James Ham's pretty tall. I think I think James Ham's like six foot. Right. I mean, I was gonna say. I think so. Who's the tallest? everyone's tall to me? I would. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Matt might be the tallest, huh? Matt oh, is a tree. Sure. Matt's Matt a tree. Well, How Jason tall? Ross. Jason Ross is pretty tall. How tall are you, Chris? Uh, not the tallest. Five ten, five eleven. Okay. Well, I'm not like Brandon. I don't claim foot, six, bro. Foot. six foot. Come on. <laughs> you and I might. You and I might have to match up, Chris, because I don't think anybody else is 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 as short as we are. Unfortunately, that, that's, no, one sure. that's one of those. That's one of those little things. Hey, bro, you don't run in transition. I won't either. Big vibes. I'm big Draymond vibes. My my hey. game is big Draymond game. No, it's it's the Vivek idea. The cherry picker. We'll we'll, we'll put the cherry picker underneath the <laughs> yeah. basket. That'll well, be there. You go. That'll be me. There you go. Hands up. Um. <laughs> keep your eyes right. peeled, everybody yeah keep your eyes peeled for that media game and for uh the next episodes i guess hopefully coming after some wins here the kings 
one game out of the 10th seed. Because oh I guess that's what we're chasing. Who lost tonight? So, um, Oh, Denver. Yeah, Denver is the one in the 10th seed. So. Wow. And jeez, okay. Denver's got no Jokic, no MPJ, and no Austin Rivers, obviously the biggest loss. So I can't wait for three months from now and we're going to be talking about, oh my God, it's February and they're two and a half out. What's the path to get there? We'll be sitting here again doing the same thing. So I'm ready for it. Oh God, yeah. 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 How, how can we possibly get to a position where we win one game in the playoffs? Oh my God. Yeah. We'll feel so, so accomplished. Yeah. Hopefully we're talking further and there's a McNair trade this December 15th date. All the recently signed free agents become yeah. available and we got five games until then. And you're right. Hopefully something happens. I don't want to, I don't want to end on a negative note. So yeah, you're right. Let's be optimistic. Take my own advice and uh, we'll see what happens to this team. It, it, this team's a damn good shooting team. Yeah. The best three of five. We're on the right path. Everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine.